Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. So good to be together with you again. Let me ask you a question. Are you allowing the Word of the Most High God to transform you? Are you allowing the word of the Most High God to conform you into his likeness? The word will do that if we will allow. That's the reason that we spend time taking it in. That's the reason we spend time reading the word of God, listening to the word of God, discussing the word of God, meditating upon his word. Because he's given us everything that we need for a life of righteousness in his word. But we really do have a, a role and a responsibility. We just can't sit there and say, okay, God, I read it. I took it in. Now what? <laughs> you know, that type of thing. No, no, no. We need to say, okay, God, this is, this is what you're doing. Okay, that's, I, I need to allow this to happen. Let me encourage you to do that. Uh, we're actually seeing that in the um, uh, portion of the word that we've been covering here of late in the book of Galatians. And we're starting to see it develop. We haven't seen it totally yet, but by the time you get finished with the book, you'll see what the Lord has done in the life of Paul. He's been expressing it so far in what we've covered in the first chapter, but we're going to see more in the second chapter, and we're going to see the bottom line is this, the freedom and the liberty that we have in the life that is transformed by what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us. The freedom and the liberty we have, the fact that we can set aside the law, the fact that we can set aside all of the religious stuff that in times past we thought was a part of our salvation, but it really isn't, okay? And we'll see this as we go along. We're going to see a lot of things related to that. For now, I want to pick up where we were in the last time together in Galatians, the first chapter at the end of it. If you remember, Paul said that he had spent three years uh, from the time that he was saved before he actually went to Jerusalem. And he went to Jerusalem just to become acquainted with Cephas, with Peter, and he stayed there 15 days. Now, again, he's given this information to the Galatians, I think, in response to false things that were being said about him. He's just clarifying the story. He's clarifying the account. He's reminding them more likely what they'd already known. And he said, I didn't meet with any of the other apostles. He said, well, except for James, the Lord's brother, I did meet with him. And remember, that's sort of intriguing because James was not one of the original 12 uh, apostles that Jesus chose. And so that is a, a more than a major hint. That is just evidence there that there are other people in the New Testament that had the calling and the role and function of apostles. And I believe based upon Ephesians 4 that that, that still exists today. Then he said this in a little parenthetical statement of verse 20. He says, now, in what I'm writing to you, I assure you before God that I am not lying. Well, that's that's a pretty serious uh, affirmation, confirmation uh, demand to accept that what I am saying is the true word. And I think that gives us some insight into the intensity of the battle that was happening, of the spiritual warfare, of the things that were being said uh, about the gospel, the things that were being said in support of the different false gospel, of the things that were being said about Paul himself. He says, I am not lying to you about this. I'm telling you the truth. So apparently there were accusations that he had been lying to him. So let's look at these last four verses of the first chapter. He says this next, verse 21. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. 
And so basically he's saying, okay, I went back up where I'm from. I went home. Verse 22, he says, I was still unknown by sight to the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. So he's saying that the churches and the portion of the body of Christ in Judea, they didn't really know me by sight. They did not know me. I, I did not go and visit them. I didn't hang out with them. So apparently, whatever was being said, he's saying, no, no, all I did, I went down there for 15 days. I visited with Cephas. Uh, I also did meet with James, but I just, hang out, I just hung out there a couple of weeks, and then I went on my way. I didn't go out with any of the other portions of the body of Christ through Judea. And as a matter of fact, they're not even familiar uh, with my face because he said, I, I'm still unknown by sight to these churches. But he was not unknown to them. Okay, now what do I mean by that? He was unknown by sight, but verse 23 says this, but only they kept hearing. And here's what they kept hearing. And uh, Paul uh, puts this a little quotation. So it's like he's quoting what had been said by people in these churches. And here's what they said. He who once persecuted us is now preaching the faith which he once tried to destroy. Listen to it again. He who once persecuted us is now preaching the faith which he once tried to destroy. So these churches in Judea, though they did not know him by sight, they knew him and knew what had happened to him. Now, he had already shared this with the churches in Galatia. They knew his background. They knew what he had come out of. And he's going to deal more with this as we build through particularly the third and fourth chapter of Galatians. They knew that he was the Pharisee of Pharisees, okay? They knew that he had a Ph.D. in Judaism. But what he's doing here is he's letting them know that even the people back in Judea are accepting and understanding that he had a true change, okay? That he had a true salvation experience. And so they're saying, all we know is that the one who used to persecute us is now preaching the very faith which he once destroyed. Then the last verse of chapter 1, verse 24, he says this, and they were glorifying God because of me. And so Paul is sitting there laying out what he was called to do, why he came through those regions of Galatia, the gospel that he had presented to them, the response and sort of a defense of what was being said about him. But the bottom line was this. The churches there in Judea were glorifying God because of me. Notice that they weren't glorifying him. That is a major, major problem with the contemporary church. We say that we glorify God, but truth be said, indeed, word, just about every action we have, we glorify man in the name of God. And what we should be doing is what we see here at the end of this chapter. We should be glorifying God because of what he has done in a man. They're glorifying God because of what had happened in and through Paul. I tell you, it is a serious problem. Just think about it. Just think about how we say things. I tell folks all the time, please, please, please don't sit there and invite somebody to church. Don't invite somebody to come hear the marvelous worship leader or invite somebody to come hear the great preaching and the great teaching. That all may be absolutely true. It may be great teaching. It may be great preaching. It may be wonderful worship. But if someone is standing there before you and your mind is going to invite them to church, that's not what the issue is. 
The issue is, do they know the most high God and are they in a right relationship with him? And what we need to be doing is inviting them into the kingdom of heaven, inviting them to the savior and not sitting and saying, let me take you to somebody that can do this. Let me take you to somebody that can uh, teach and preach about this or sing about it. And maybe you'll be convinced. No, no. If they are there before us, it is for such a time as this that we're to bring forth the good news of what the Lord has done. Glorifying God because of what he's done in others. Glorifying God because of what he has done in each one of us individually. Take these things before the Lord and meditate upon them. Ask him about it and say, Lord, what's, what's going on here? What's happening? And see what the Lord would have you do, okay? In the meantime, keep pressing on and I'll see you again next time.